wig? Did you just say wig? Wig, okay. flying hello hey welcome back Ooh. we're your host martyr nc pepper and this is wigging out wigging out. <laughs> out. out um i'm a great big ball of anxiety and caitlin is a crazy fangirl Damn. who freaks out about drag queens um, yikes me too <laughs> <laughs> sorry um so yeah hi hey i hope you listen to our first episode i know if you didn't go check it out we should. It, this episode might not make as much sense. Yeah, actually, it might. It might be. Sense. I don't know. <laughs> we'll so, <find> out. <laughs> our little topic today Woo. is drag influences and favorites. Woo. Woo. Um. So, Caitlin. Yes. Who are your favorite drag queens? Okay. So this list has constantly changed throughout my knowledge of drag. So, but this is my current, and like it's been for a while. My current top three all-time drag queens of any whatever. Okay. I'm not gonna like or, like list them in order. I'm just gonna go off of. The this is strict. This is a strict. I know. I'm like scary. numbering scale. <laughs> I know. This is scary. Um. Okay. So one of them, one of them is um Miss Coco Peru. Love. Yeah. She she's someone I like. Her comedy like so Miss Miss Coco is um, she's from like the early '90s generation. She is an actress and a monologuist. And she has a great YouTube channel. If you have not watched Miss Coco Peru's YouTube videos, I don't know why you're listening to this. It's kind of strange. You haven't listened to her? But no, I've no, no, no. It. No, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Of course like, I've seen it. No, I just wanted to say that um, yeah. Coco is unofficially my drag mother. Wait, um, what? <laughs> let me get into the story. <laughs> um, so uh, this is right when her like YouTube series started mm-hmm. and it was getting like really popular. Um, and I watched the one where she goes for the Celestial Seasonings Tension Tamity. Oh, the Tension Tamity. Um, go look that up because it's legendary, oh, iconic, iconic. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. but I, I have a Twitter. I'm very inactive on Twitter, Ooh. but one of my tweets was just that. It was just celestial seasoning tension mm-hmm. team. It didn't tag her. Didn't say anything. She found it, liked it, and then I made a reply to her. I was like, "Oh my God, Coco Peru knows who I am now." And she's like, "Of course I do, honey. I gave birth to you." <laughs> oh, I was like, "Whoa, Coco Peru is my uh, official drag mother." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love her to death. She's mm-hmm. what a legendary person. Like she, she's such an iconic legend. She made it before there was a television show for drag queens. She's so funny, and I like relate to her on such a personal level because she grew up in New York. She has that very thick accent. It's like the type of woman I grew up with. So like she reminds me of home, and she's one of the nicest, sweetest people. She I interviewed her for my book. It was very hard to get certain people to do interviews, and like it was so easy to get her to do an interview she gave me a long long like i asked a lot of questions she answered all of them and she's just and i worked with her on hey queen and she is just one of the most professional like she had a long day on set and she was still so sweet and so professional and you can't say that about everybody and she was she is like she deserves being even more famous than she is I, like she's just like one of those people that like i just want to like sit down and maybe have some celestial seasoning tension yes. tea, and just like talk about her life because like she sounds so interesting she's so she seems so relatable and like yeah yeah. um and her monologues are so funny because i i don't i've only seen her perform once which was for um the drag queens of comedy when they had it in la 
And like there was a lot of famous girls like on that roster. And she like literally brought tears to my eyes how funny she was. She like knocked the house down. Like she was I'd imagine the best one out of yeah. the whole bill. She such a funny yeah. person. Oh my god. So she's one of them. Who's number two? Number two is a name some people might know, especially if you live in Brooklyn. Her and this is not my official list, by the way, so don't get mad at me at number two. Listing number two? <laughs> number two is <laughs> Sasha Valor. Who? No, okay. <laughs> So I, I met Sasha as, again, I'm going to be talking about my book a lot because that's like really how I know the drag world so intensely mm-hmm. more than like any other way. So I, I was given a recommendation of her by um, Chris of her because I was desperate for, yeah, while I was doing my chapter on Brooklyn, I was desperate for any Brooklyn Queens and everyone kept like being flaky and not getting back to me. When was your book written about or like when were you taking well, interviews so i was doing interviews between 2016 and 2017 and then it took till 2018 to come out gotcha. so at, during that time like brooklyn queens were really flaking on me i was freaking out as they do <laughs> as they do i was freaking out about it and um so this queen named christopher who i interviewed they actually don't like really refer to themselves as a queen but like direct performer christopher mm-hmm. Um, recommended Sasha and I was like who is this like because I was very involved with the Brooklyn scene so I thought I knew everybody and I had no idea who Sasha Valor was and I got the name and I like I was like okay can you please do this and she was like yeah sure whatever and then like I I was like so like used to flaky queens I was like please get back to like I kept harassing her I'm like please get back to me please get back to me and um she did and, like, it took a little bit of time, but I was like, oh, thank God, thank God. And then, like, when I was going through the people I interviewed, because I interviewed 175 people, I realized she was on the next season. So I had interviewed her before it was announced that she was on, but she had come back from the show. So I had no idea I was interviewing a top four drag oh, race girl. Yeah. Damn. And, like, I met her that um, following spring in um, L.A. for DragCon. And, like, it was just her. This was, like... Clearly a long time ago. It's just her. No Johnny, who is her partner. No Nancy, who is her stylist. It's just her. And um, she was, gave me a huge hug. She remembered who I was, which is weird. Aww. Yeah. And like her performances are so impactful and so important to me. Like they've changed me as a human being. Like they've healed like traumas I've been through just by watching her go through her own traumas on stage. And she... It deserves to win Drag Race. She deserves every good thing. Like, there's a reason why I feel like she's still very relevant because a lot of yeah. queens who win disappear. And she is very relevant and, like, the sweetest person in the entire planet. Like, she yeah. is God to me. <laughs> um, I only recently just met her, but she had been a um, constant influence in my drag. Um, I really got started performing more right when season nine was perform- uh, airing. So, like, seeing her on tv it was like really good um and when i first met her um we went to her book signing um for the velour magazine coffee table book and um i asked her about recording queer history uh for a q a portion and like it was it was more valuing to me to connect with her on like a intellectual level Mm -hmm. than like just a sort of like oh my god girl hey so like that was kind of cool um she she um we've only talked briefly um and uh, apparently she knows who i am so like that makes me feel she good she follows you on instagram <laughs> don't even be shy about um, it. um but yeah she seems really sweet um and i i have yeah i've been a fan for a little bit yeah like i'm a fan of her as a performer but knowing the person behind the performer makes me even bigger fan mm-hmm. like she is 
just an angel sent from heaven. Like she is fabulousness in drag, <laughs> which will bring me to my number one. Cause she, this is a huge influence on Sasha and Sasha. We went from one to two to one. Yeah. We went from like three, two, five, seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know math. Like I failed all my math. Classes. We're gay. We can't count. <laughs> we can't count. We can't drive either. I cannot drive. Nope. Even though I'm not gay. Anyway, <laughs> so my number one, I guess, I turned it in. I was like, I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. My number one all time is going to be Lip Synca. Ooh, icon. Icon. Mm. So Lip Synca, a lot of people don't know who she is anymore, which is a tragedy. She single-handedly changed the entire, I'm going to say more Manhattan than Brooklyn, entire Manhattan drag landscape because she, this brilliant, brilliant performer like she was always very good at lip syncing and lip syncing in the eighties when she really got big was not what drag Queens did. They didn't really do lip syncing. They would um, sing live. They would put on performances. They would act like Charles Bush, but she like she lip synced, but she did more than lip syncing. She did. She created basically as far as we can tell, she created the first drag mix I was going to say, I think she's like the creator. Yeah, of... she's pretty. We're going to credit her yeah. with the creation of creating a mix, which at the time, like the technology to do that was non-existent. I was going to really. say, you have to like cut audio tape no, together. Yeah, she literally, I found out this way later because I was like in, like so shook at like the, how she could create a mix in the 80s when there's like no computers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she would record like the television or films and like then there was a computer they use like super old whatever yeah, yeah. i don't know i'm young yeah just kidding but um i'm like, 18 no, i'm kidding i'm only 21 but um she would use this she had like access to that technology but she still was very hands-on so she created these mixes so the song would start off like a regular lip sync whatever and then it cuts in and like it would be someone speaking and it would be like from a movie or from a tv show and she would lip sync along with it and like completely change the direction of where the number was going and she completely changed drag i mean it's not done everywhere there's still like straight up lip syncs but like at least manhattan drag she completely changed the playing field like she she created she made drag even more dramatic than it already was because mm-hmm. drag does come th- from theater. She made it like she brought it to the next level, and she's incredible at what she does. She will not miss a word. She, her name's Lip Sync. Like she, Sasha Velour, there's a reason she's a direct influence on Sasha. Like she she's so tight in her lip syncs. Like she completely changed the game, and she's number one. She deserves it. If you, watch her Mugler Fashion Week videos. Ooh. They are life changing. They are the greatest thing ever. She's recently had like a resurgence um, of Thanks performing. Thanks to Sasha. Thank you, Sasha. Um, she did nightgowns. Mm. A couple, like three times, I think. Yeah. Um, and so she's performing more, which is such a great thing. And she also did um, uh, Wigwood. Yeah, wig, not Wigwood. Uh, Wigstock. Wigstock. Excuse oh, me. Did she? Yeah. Did yeah. She, so she, if you, if we're gonna go into a little bit of gay history, if you want to know about drag, like the real, where, where the modern, like day drag comes from watch wigstock the 1994 version i believe it's 94 because there's a couple different wigstocks mm. watch that watch lip Synca, watch lady bunny watch rupaul you will see jackie b see the direct influences on the current state of drag and like uh she just like changed the game what's the one with i think it's lee bowery who gives birth on yeah stage? that's that's what yeah and it's um, free on youtube everyone it's beautiful yeah. um 
Yeah, I have only seen clips of that. Oh um, my god, you have to watch. I know, the I need thing. to watch it's, it. I'm bad. It's, it's only like maybe an hour and a half max. Yeah. It might not even be that long. Um, it it's life changing though. I going into movies. I've seen Paris is Burning so many fucking times. <laughs> um, I used to fall asleep to it. Um, I just like find it so comforting. Opalin. Uh, you earn everything. <laughs> uh, I, I'm kind of like I'm kind of mad that that became a thing because now it's taking away from the movie. Yeah, no, the movies. Um, I mean, honestly, it's drag history 101. It's not the well. Be- it, so I'm gonna go a little bit into the history. So. Mm. Because I had to explain this to my boyfriend. I forced him to watch it. He's straight. Um, about What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he's straight. He doesn't know anything about He's kind of familiar with, familiar with drag. But um, so Paris is Burning really follows the ballroom scene, which has a direct influence on drag. But it really, it's kind of separate. Yeah. It's not really. Especially now. Well, now it's yeah. very separate. But like back then, it like, it kind of like rubs shoulders against each other. Mm-hmm. But it like. I don't know. They they like they turn one into the other, but yeah, they're they're still kind of separate. So I feel like it's more about um, at least that movie is more about like the trans experience mm-hmm. of doing the ballroom scene, I which agree. is slightly separate yeah. than straight up drag performance that yeah. we tend to talk about. Yeah, um, that, that movie's just so vital um, to any queer understanding of our oh, history, yeah, for like. Sure. So also you cannot like i didn't realize because i watched it way after i got into drag race mm-hmm. literally every other phrase on drag race is taken from that movie yeah which um, i had no idea i don't think i started i, I don't think i watched the movie until maybe undergrad mm-hmm. i wasn't out in high school so sorry um me neither <laughs> um, <shut up. laughs> um um so i when did I get into drag? I got into drag my sophomore year. Technically, it was my junior year um, at FSU. And that's, like, when I, like, went full on, like, I love drag. Drag's everything. Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's Same. when I started watching Paris is Burning and, like, really doing history. I wrote a giant paper about um, performativity of um, gender using drag queens. And um, I used Paris is Burning as, like, my main text. Because mm-hmm. um, we were doing a... Um, I have a degree in English literature, and oh, my Lord. focus was critical theory. Thank you. Um, so my paper was um, using um, Judith Butler's um, – I forget the title, but it's about gender. Um, <laughs> I'm a good academic. <laughs> um, everything she wrote. Um, and, yeah, so Paris is Burning was oh, – we were supposed to use a text, and Paris is Burning was my text um, that I – I ripped off that, and then my personal experience about being a performer mm-hmm. – and wrapped in with Judith Butler's um, performativity of gender. Um, and that paper got me into grad school. Thank Ooh. you. <laughs> All right. So we talked about my favorites. Like now, I said I use like sometimes. Now, um, let's go into your drag influences. Because Mark here, I found out, does not have a top three list that changes from time to time. Wow. Actually, let's take a little break. Okay. I think we we'll do like, it right after the break right of our audible. <laughs> Casper Mattress. Casper Mattress. Squatty uh, potty. The bras. Bras. <laughs> bras. I, I don't wear bras. Bras. <laughs> Use right. discount code. <laughs> bras. <laughs> <laughs> discount code. Please send us money. Wig. Okay. All right. Oh, 
that was fun. That Casper mattress was really audible. Oh yeah, I got fucked on it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Wigan. <laughs> um so yeah, we're gonna talk about my influences. Oh, now. okay. Oh my god, yeah. Oh yeah. Caitlin who? Oh, oh. oh bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um I think to start off, I we brought her up last episode so much. Um my main influence in performing wise is Untitled Queen. Woo. Woo, um, favorite babe in the uh, universe. Um, Same. I like I said last episode. I first saw her on an episode of Hey Queen, and then I later saw her um, performance from not the first Nightgowns, but I think it was the first recorded Nightgowns. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um, she did um, Keep Your Name by the Projectors, I believe. Um, and it's such a good performance. Def, look it up. Um, it's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Um, I think both versions are on YouTube. She did it at um she did it at that year's oh, Bushwig. Bushwig, yeah. Uh, twenty seventeen Bushwig. Um uh, at that point I wasn't involved in the Brooklyn scene and um but I did go to Bushwig um just for that day too. And I slowly like crept into like the front row until it was her time to perform. And like I think in the video you can see me like freaking the fuck out because like <laughs> um she was like the only name i really knew at that point um so i was just like so it was like seeing a superstar basically perform um and i was there too (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we didn't know each other. yeah we didn't know each other um but what i admire about her so much is um the way she communicates emotions excuse me um isn't purely facial it's a lot through movement and uh, especially her fingers um she the way she moves her fingers and her hands is so um and i feel like caitlin can attest to this i move my hands a lot (laughs) um it's definitely a direct influence yeah that's like that's my biggest in a good way yeah um i always credit her when people ask me like what how i got into that and it's definitely through untitled um i never like i knew you could convey emotion through performance like that's what we do Mm -hmm. but um the way she channeled it through her fingertips was like mind-boggling i've never seen that before she kind of reminds me of a conductor yeah yeah no i definitely see that mm-hmm. um i've adapted my own way um mm-hmm. of performing through that way um I've, i'm a little more fluid and like serpentine serpentine whatever um with my movements with my hand and also like my body so like it complements each other I'm just bragging about myself. <laughs> um, no, she's right. Yeah. Um, so that's how I sort of adapted it. But um, yeah, Untitled Visionary Genius, honestly. Um, I want more people to know who she is. Yeah. Uh, all Brooklyn does. All, yeah, all York, Brooklyn does. No, yeah. She, um, she won the Brooklyn Queen of the Year. I think that was the award. Did she? The, um, yeah. She, no, I know she won. I mm, think that was the title of the award. Mm. Um, and it's always like a special moment to like talk to her. Um, yeah. she always gives me like really good advice mm-hmm. and, um, she's really approachable and like super, it was like super starstruck when I first met her, but now I can just like go up to be like, Hey, how have you been? I literally <laughs> harass her 24 seven on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, like, and she's like, she, outside of being a great drag performer, she's just an amazing person. And like anytime I have any sort of issue in life, first person I go to, cause she gives the best advice, and she gives advice that you actually listen to and yeah. like, apply to your life. And I can't say that about most people. Um, the last time I spoke to her, um, she just had her own um, 
solo show at the Rosemont called Untitled. Yes. Um, and she, she premiered um, some artwork there. And it was like a performance space meets gallery kind mm-hmm. of studio experience. It was really cool. Um, I had to leave a little early. But when I came back, um, me and her just had like a one-on-one for like 15 minutes. It was like great. Uh, she like, um, She's such a great person to talk to. Yeah. Um, it was it was great. Um, but she's, yeah, like I said, one of my main influences. Um, um, before moving to Brooklyn, my other influence was um, Sasha. We kind of got into that um, previously. But um, Sasha's like... You can talk about her performances, I feel like. Because I just talked yeah. about her as a person, I feel like. Yeah. Other than that. Um, her, like... There's such production in it. Oh, yes. Um, which, like, Caitlin says this all the time. Um, <laughs> she didn't invent productions, but she definitely, like, made them popular. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've had a few, I've done a few performances with projections in them, and that's definitely, like, inspiration from Sasha. Um, and the, the, my new upcoming performance for Mrs. BK is very theatrical and, um, not a direct, influence from sasha but definitely like um the scope i feel like the scope is like on the Mm -hmm. same sort of scale which is why i'm super excited um to perform it and get it out and hopefully it's received really well um here's hoping caitlin gave me good feedback people have seen it have given me good feedback so i'm like eager but besides the point um yeah and sasha um her style in general is just like really gorgeous um it's sort of like high femme um because she has a very um she does like a lot of androgyny too she has a very i feel like her look is androgynous i mean like her her facial like because obviously she's bald like is in like genderqueer androgynous but her padding is all woman yeah um i think she has a uh she found a nice balance with that um and so like that's commendable and like um yeah just her style is like very interesting and i love all her references and stuff um she i don't have a drag race budget so i don't look like that but <laughs> well that's why like i'm even though i love sasha at, in every form there could mm-hmm. be old school sasha when sasha had no money no budget no nothing and seeing that creative genius mm-hmm. thrive performance wise and mm-hmm. what she could do with no budget yeah like that to me is like the most interesting sasha yeah to me. and i love all sasha yeah um so high value high concept I love high concept drag. Um, I will always give people commendability if they like for movement, um, for their concept and just like overall emotion. Um, like that's when I get really excited about a performance. You know what that makes me? What? So emotional. I'm going to kick her out of my fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> um, another influence of mine is um, the lovely Vander Von Odd from season oh, one of Dragula. My drag sis. Oh, I love her so much. Oh. Um, have yet to meet her, but I have seen her perform. <gasps> I know everyone, oh, all the Brooklyn yeah. girls are like, "What?" <laughs> well, like, I call her my sister because um, she, that her season was when she was on Hey Queen, and so like I feel like we were both working. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. For like the Hey Queen Stream TV network, so like we were like you know, and she's the sweetest person. I've I've only heard like sweet things about her. So, oh my like, god! Um, but my main influence from her, besides like the, um, I have a lot of gothic elements in my drag. Um, besides that, like blatant one, um, I stole her face. <laughs> she did. Um, she has one makeup tutorial on YouTube, and I use that to learn how to do eye makeup. And um, I direct, 
and the eyebrows. She famously uses um, foam glitter paper to make eyebrows, and I've been doing that ever since. I have never drawn on an eyebrow. I don't want to draw on an eyebrow. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so that's the like. I don't think everyone has to do the same thing when doing drag. Yeah. Like, I don't think you need to block your brows. If, I do. <laughs> I mean, I I think most people should, but I feel like if you can have like a cool alternative to that, do it. Yeah. Um, but with some other creative de- decisions, I've um made them work in um in a different way than Vander has. Mm-hmm. Um, my eyelashes are also paper, so I have a very flat, constructed pa- face, um, especially <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, that's so one way to look at it. I don't know. That's how I see it. Maybe I'm just delusional. Um, so, like, I have these very, like, flat eyebrows that, like, um, uh, paper eyelashes, and then my beard's, like, um, I wear a fake beard. I don't wear a fake beard. Beard I paint, appropriator. I paint on a fake beard. Yes, I'm a beard appropriator. Um, I appropriate bearded queen culture. Um, I'm not you? sorry about it. <laughs> I will not apologize offended. for it. I am so offended right now. Um, We're, apologize, mom. No, you're canceled. Good. <laughs> um, that's the most problematic thing about me. I think I'm fine. <laughs> I'm a very problematic person, and I don't. She care. is. <laughs> um. Um, so, like, everything's just sort of, like, flat, um, I think. And it gives me sort of, like, a cartoony appearance. I don't know. It gives me, like, a different appearance. And, like, I'm not trying to be, like, a femme queen. Um, How dare you? I know. There's only one style, Jack. I'm already canceled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Vander hasn't uh, inspired my face. I have adapted it. I do not copy her anymore, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> but um, what, what did you change? I changed my eye makeup. I don't, oh, um, eye yeah. Makeup, okay. Um, and her eye makeup reminds me of Sasha's eye makeup. I feel like yeah, they have similar um structure and yeah. the yeah um especially in the cat eye. Yeah, um, so that's what I'm thinking of. Directly. I stopped doing that cat eye because it's like too dramatic on my my. Uh, mm. Someone called it a sloth eye. The way I was doing it, it was just like black out the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Um, and it just um I've been having issues with it. So you know who does a good that. that style, but it's not really obvious is um Violet Chachki, and I didn't realize yes. that she blacked out her whole eye because we have very similar eye shapes. I didn't realize she blacked out her all, whole eye until, like... We she has both... hooded eyes, that's why. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> so, like, I was like, whoa, shook. Like, because I love her makeup so much. I have sunken in eyes and also hooded eyes. Oh, so, like, okay. eyeliner's yeah, a bitch. <laughs> no, yeah, it's hard. Um, What was I going to say? Um, So, yeah, Vander's beauty and gothic nature. um, Gorgeous. And also, her performances are amazing. Oh, um, absolutely. Um, Stunning. I've only been able to see her at nightgowns, um, unfortunately, but, like, those are always a production. <laughs> well, I used to live in L.A., and I still only saw her at nightgowns. Like, I've seen her out of drag in L.A., because I know her personally, but um, I've never seen her perform, unfortunately, because I used to go to um, uh, the Boulet Brothers. They have their show, Dragula, not mm-hmm. the YouTube series, like, the, their actual, like... Yeah, the club show, The right? club show at um, Precinct in DTLA, which don't tell downtown la and i've seen a lot of people perform there but i never saw her perform and i'm really sad because i want to see what she would do in that space hmm i heard like um i didn't hear i think this is a pretty open secret um that she was supposed to be on a show of dragula like the club show yeah yeah and then like they never called her name so she just went home (laughs) (laughs) well i'm pretty sure she does the production design for some of it i know that's like her oh this is before she got on the show dragula she's supposed to be in the club show dragula and then um 
they didn't call her name so she just went home (laughs) i love that um that is something that would happen at precinct oh i'm not i could imagine precinct is very like (laughs) la is a whole not we'll get into that one day but la is like i don't know very mainstream type of drag but precinct in dtla is like the one that's why they have dragula like and that's why the first season dragula is all la girls because like it's just so brooklyn-y and like alternative and rock starry but the rest good. of la is not like that really not so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um, a whole nother thing style wise um i get a lot of influence through um um their name is virgin extravaganza they live in the UK, I believe. Um, I think they're American. I don't know. But um, they dress like a Christ-like figure. Um, they're basically Conchita Wurst, but like more Conchita Wurst meets Jesus meets um, Virgin Mary. Is it pronounced Wurst or am I crazy? I don't know. My, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not the good. I'm not the I don't know. I don't know German, but I can speak it if you like. Even though she's Austrian, but I feel like they speak. Um, oh, stupid. also, she's a, a influence, obviously. Who? <laughs> Conchita. Conchita? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah, she, um, when I first started, it was her. Um, Virgin, you mean? No, it oh, was Conchita, Con- Conchita okay. and uh, is it Conchita? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm, so. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering I'm your name. Sorry. I think you're gorgeous. We're terrible uh, people. <laughs> Um, I also have a speech impediment, mind you. <laughs> I have a list. That's how you know I'm gay. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it was her and then Milk from season six of Drag Race. Um, they were like combination of like masculine and feminine drag that I was really drawn to when I first started, and I still am drawn to that. Um, but Virgin um, also has a um, famously has a mustache. Um, oh no. <laughs> And um, she does these really elaborate um, stained glass kind of looks, I guess. Um, Highly suggest looking her up. Um, I found out um, how she gets some of her headdresses, and I now order from them. That's how you, like, find your influences, find what they buy, buy some. Oh, yeah, totally steal from everybody. (laughs) Um, I don't steal, I copy. Hope I don't get noticed. (laughs) She's Um, not famous enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But she's gorgeous. I unfortunately have not seen her perform. I've seen clips of her perform, okay. but um, I don't. From what I could tell, I think she's been in nightgowns in the UK when they went over there briefly. Um, and I think she did like a tribute to America, but it was like satirical. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's like, her usual gig. Um, I don't know a lot about UK drag. Um, unfortunately, but yeah. Well, luckily, <laughs> Drag Race happens to be filming there right now. Oh yeah, they're doing the first season, yeah, right? First, I, I really like. I just want to know who they're gonna pick because that, I, I'm not very familiar with that scene. Unfortunately, I really tried to learn about it, but I had a hard time contesting queens when I was interviewing people. But um, I just know it's very different than our mainstream drag in America. As, that's what I've been told. <laughs> That's exciting, though. Yeah, so I want to know who they're going to pick. Because, like, Charlie Hyde's from season nine. Okay, first famously. of all, Charlie Hyde's is not even British. She's born in America. Virgin, uh, I think, is American. Too. Oh, yeah, Virgin. Virgil, <laughs> Virgin? Virgin. Virgin is American, mm-hmm. too. Um, but um, she said famously on the show that um, UK queens don't lip sync. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Which is not true. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure it's not true. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, that's the same in America. Not everyone lips sync here either. So. Oh, yeah, well, me and Hannah has a lot of singing girls. We got the Broadway girl. The Broadway. The Alexis Michelle. Our the Broadway. Producer. Oh, God. That's getting terrible, cut. <laughs> terrible singing. That's getting cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I had a good queen. Uh, and sometimes um, my biggest influences, too, were from back home. Um I started off with a lot of college kids, mm-hmm. um, just starting off. Um, famously, mm-hmm. um, I started. Uh, I did my. F- I don't know if I did my first drag show with her, but I did do my second drag show with her. Um, her name is Cara Cavalli. Mm-hmm. Um, she is in Orlando. Um, I think she is the drag daughter of Roxy Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, stunning, gorgeous. Um, has done makeup since the age of time. We're not super close, but um, she, her, um, love watching her rise. Um, I could see her being on the next season or the next couple. Like it's, or, I feel like it's her time soon. So she's very like femme presenting. Yes. But, okay. Um, and she's only gotten better since. Um, I think she just. I don't know if it's this year or last year. She walked in the Marco Marco. Okay. Um, runway in Miami, oh, I believe. Cute. Um, um. But yeah, she's um, not much of an influence, but like just I love watching her mm-hmm. rise to the top and um, her good sis. I think they're still good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also from FSU, um, Tara Reed. Um, mm-hmm. She's a good spooky witch. Um, she was um, sort of got me interested in more alternative like gothic drag too mm-hmm. when I was first starting. Because like when I first started, I was doing like show tones and like. Um, nothing wrong with that i'm a I theater know. queen personally um i wasn't so like i was doing like the most basic shirt mm-hmm. like um my, rose's turn yeah i don't know why i like chose that um i but. mean it's like <laughs> the most iconic but like is. i think i was just like watching um gypsy around that time uh, and like i just like fell in love with that song um how could you not i know right it's iconic and then my first uh, my second performance um i did it's not a th- theater song but um it is a standard um but bjork's um it's also quiet um which is a um that's definitely a drag standby it's a a drag standard now but um which at the time when i did it like i could not find any performances of it Mm -hmm. um now everyone does now everybody does it everyone uh bjork's um an icon so um she deserves it yeah um apparently she comes to brooklyn a lot and she just like and she just like hangs out she's like dj at like drag race viewing parties before (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard that um but from what I could tell, she's, like, very sweet and very... I mean, I she's know. Icelandic. Yeah. All I think of Bjork is, obviously, the swan dress, duh. But I... Icon. <laughs> yeah, but I always think of Katya's version of it on Drag Race. Like, that's who I assume yes. Bjork is in person. Um, For the longest time, since I'm in Florida, I love Maya Flamingos. Um, I think they're cheesy and stupid. But um, I really wanted a swan-type dress... But as a flamingo. Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah. Um, Didn't Manila do something for um, similar for her new video? Oh, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Did you watch the new video? It's I like did the see parts of it. Yeah. Like she has a dress similar to that. Um, but copying as usual. Copying as usual. <laughs> I just copy everybody and hope for the bow. <laughs> um, who are my other influences? I don't know. I get a lot of most of like those are my performance uh, influences. But like most of my drag stuff comes from like. I was raised Catholic, so like, yeah. There comes the name. Yeah. Um, okay, this is gonna gag you. I feel like. Okay. My biggest influence and in, um why I got back into Catholicism. Uh huh. Um, because I left the church at like 
10 or 13. Um, mm-hmm. was, Wait, do you have 10 charts? Like every no. Okay. God, no. I, I didn't think you did. Um, was um, Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, iconic. That... <laughs> That movie kind of scarred me as a child. The, it scarred me when I watched it. Yeah, it's, like a, it's such a dark movie, but, like, man, as a kid, I should not have watched that movie, I feel like. Um, I think it's just, like, the score is probably um, Disney's, like, best. It's so dark. If I'll be honest. Um, really? Yeah. You really think that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it has its problems, definitely, but, like. No, the... I, I just, it's not something that I would think of as, like off the top of my head disney you know what i mean yeah no i agree but um that's how i got into latin again really i I, I studied latin in college because of that damn movie really yeah wow yeah um no i love that movie to death um i wish i could have seen the stage production which um they did a a production i think in chicago and also in la Mm -hmm. is it la jolla la jolla maybe i don't know i don't know how to pronounce it Um, was it with a j and two l's yes yeah, La Jolla. Okay. Um, they did a production there, and it's based off the German version of their script. Um, they also did a musical production in Germany, like, right after the movie came out. Like, maybe, like, 2001 Um, And they were going to bring it to Broadway, and then Frozen happened, so there uh, goes my hopes and dreams. Kinda, <laughs> I mean, they could always come back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a constant influence is Hunchback and Notre Dame. Um, and I was – my first tattoo I was going to plan on um, – I was going to get a full sleeve of Esmeralda's um, scarf slowly wrapping around my arm into fire. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. That uh, is some dark shit. Um, I love that movie to death. Oh, Lord. Um, and we briefly talked about it in Caitlin's uh, part, but um, Paris is Burning is also a Hell giant yeah. influence on my um, – I will say that when I first got into it, I was very much appropriating the culture, but um, I feel like it's... To be fair, all of drag world has appropriated it at this Um, point. A lot of queer slang, especially now, comes from um, either queer or POC women. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And I feel like that's not talked about enough. Um, (laughs) That's another podcast. That is another podcast. We're not that. Um, we're two white people. Sorry. Yeah, we, we, we cannot talk about those. I- we could talk about the issues, but we can't talk for people. Nope. Hell no. Hell no. Um, but yeah, they're um constant influence. Um, what else? I don't know. My tracks all over the place. Yeah. Um, I love my gothic Christian fantasy. Mm. Uh, ooh. Mm. With that, we're gonna take another break. Mm. Okay. Wait, before we go. What? Let's tease it. <laughs> oh, okay. Just the tip. <laughs> so when we come back, I'm going to talk about my local favorite queens. And by that, I mean queens I wish would be on Drag Race in some very soon season. So maybe you should listen. Or don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Okay. We're back. We're back. That was fun. Yeah. I um, enjoyed our Casper mattress. Uh, we, I just ate Doritos on our Casper mattress. Ooh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. Mm. Mm. Um, so, Caitlin. Yes. Who are your picks in the city, or maybe outside of the city, mm-hmm. you want to see on Drag Race? 
Okay, so this is my dream casting. My favorite drag performers that I think would actually do well on the show. So I'm going to start off local in New York City. Obviously, we talk about Entitled a ton. Like, this is really the Entitled podcast. Like, And I know she probably might not ever listen to this, but just know we love you. So clearly, Entitled. That's We talked about her enough. She, she got Maybe we should just time. change the name to Untitled the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, we should have just called it that. Ah. Well, we're winking out for Untitled. Cha-ching. Always. Um, okay, so next is someone who's like obviously plays a very prominent part of my life because I follow this queen around everywhere. If you know where she is, I'm probably with her somewhere putting some clothes on her because she's naked a lot. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, um, but as a performer, I'd say Reefy Royalty. Ah, uh, gorgeous. Like the fact that she hasn't been on Drag Race is kind of surprising to me. She's like very, very well established New York queen. She was nominated for Entertainer of the Year at the Glam Awards, which is a big, big honor. Yep. Um, I think she's absolutely stunning. She's also like one of my things that like she has a nice androgyny to her. Yeah, she's very um, androgynous, which is probably why the producers are yeah. afraid of her. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, she gets compared a, a bit to Cameron Michaels, like, as far as, like, because she's a muscle queen for sure, for sure at that. But very different dress Yeah, style. I was going to say very, that. Very, yeah, like, very, very different. The drag style itself, like, why I think she'd be great on Drag Race. One is the look. She won for best um style. Yeah. Best drag style. Well, no, just best style, I think, yeah. at the Glam Awards. Like, she is the best dress New York City drag queen. For hands sure. down. Hands down. Do people just make her things? What is her secret? <laughs> I actually know the secrets, and I can't reveal them, unfortunately. Not on air. But, like, they are, like, everything is just so gorgeous on her. But beyond that, as a performer, like, she's she's not going to be doing her twirls and death drops. She's not that type of queen. She's not that type of Manhattan queen, even though she is a Manhattan queen. She's, um, her performances are really emotional. Like, everything's all in her face. It's it's kind of a Sasha Valora similarity, which is funny because they do sometimes do similar types of songs. But everything's in her face and, like, her physicality. And she takes you on a journey, especially in um, clubs that respect her types of drag. So usually Brooklyn venues where they pay attention. Like, she can, she can really, like, turn a whole room if, like, people are willing to let that style be around. She has a monthly show at the uh, Metropolitan Bar called Straight Acting. Straight Acting. It is my favorite New York City show, and it's not just because we're close friends. Like, it really... She She's also a promoter in New York City. She's very prominent. She she will hire anyone, like, she's who has everywhere. talent. Yeah, yeah, she's everywhere. And Straight Acting is, like, the best of the best i feel like and it's a different show every month and it's just fabulous so gorge i want her on drag race like beyond she doesn't even really i don't know how she feels about drag race but like for me she has a weekly show (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true so definitely repeat definitely entitled then i'm gonna go cross over the bridge (laughs) and go into manhattan and i think where i know i don't know (laughs) We're currently in Brooklyn, so... I only know the Brooklyn Museum, end of list. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a good name. Brooklyn Please Bridge. welcome to the stage. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Bridge. She's Brooklyn oh, I Heights. I thought you Brooklyn Museum. <laughs> oh, Brooklyn... Yeah, no, Brooklyn Museum. She's Brooklyn Heights's drag daughter. Do you know how many queens are named Brooklyn Heights, by the way? A lot. Um, There's at least three. I feel like the most common drag name is... um, What is it? 
something read what what's the readable one? Oh, page turner page turner yeah, page turner page turner is like the but most then common I found out that and gina tonic gina tonic <laughs> is like the most which i was like that is the most creative original name and then i found out there's just a lot of there's so many it, like no yeah, shade no like but also like cherry poppins and cherry poppins there's so and mary many poppins and <laughs> yeah there's so many like cherry sherry like poppins yeah. like people are popping off Anyway, so crossing over to the bridge, I think someone who, like, was part of my drag introduction, because I went to her quote-unquote quinceanera for, um, it was her birthday show, and that was the first night I really got into New York City drag and saw everybody. (laughs) Um, Pixie Aventura, like, the fact that she has not been on Drag Race when everyone she's worked with, like, a lot of the people she's worked with has is crazy to me she is so incredibly talented she is one hell of a dancer she's so funny on stage she is like a true hell's kitchen manhattan broadway queen and like her she says her grandma is bianca del rio like she's part of that like lineage of drag but she's she's just so talented it's crazy to me that the producers haven't picked her up yet i haven't seen her perform oh wow okay so the best everyone asked me what's the best show in new york city and i i have an answer well i love straight acting too obviously that's but as far as like manhattan shows (laughs) as far as manhattan shows i'm gonna say the best manhattan show is the help and i've the help yeah the help I have literally never heard oh, of this. Are you serious? <laughs> this, this is how you know you're talking to Brooklyn. Like, I don't, I don't okay. go out that much in so Brooklyn. The help is so. <laughs> in therapy. It's every Wednesday. It starts at like 11, but you got to get there early. It's so jam packed. It's always crowded. There's lots of sometimes celebrities shop, stop by. Like, so I've seen every iteration of the help. And it first started with just um. Bob. Is it named after the movie? Okay. So, the so there, there's a there's so therapy. The club is called therapy. Yeah. So every show is named after like some form of like um. therapy. But it's also because um the original cast is Pixie who is Latina, mm. and then Bob the drag queen who is African American. So it started with. That's racist. <laughs> no, that's fine. She that's, is. Yeah. She's African American. I uh, can't get in trouble for that one. No, I'm saying the help. Oh yeah, the, no, no, that's the, the, that's the joke. That's the joke. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the joke. So it started with Bob and Pixie. That's. I, I think that shows how I met Bob too. Yeah, it was the Quinceanera, and um, it like that show. It takes. It's always her, and first it was Bob the drag queen. Then it was Monet Exchange. I don't know if you've ever heard of her before. She's a little drag queen in New York City. I don't know. I don't know who she is. And then once (laughs) Monet Exchange got on Drag Race, it's now Keisha Carr, who is also a brilliant. Oh, Keisha, yeah. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant performer. She's performed on Broadway. Also Bearded Queen, correct? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. she didn't used to be, but now she is a Bearded Queen. But she's been on Broadway. She was on Orange is the New Black. If you ever watch the episode where there's a drag queen, like it's the episode, um, what's her name? Who is the bald one? Oh, Pusey. Pusey. Yeah. Um, when Pusey was like wandering around, she had that dream sequence kind of. Oh yeah, in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, in Brooklyn, and she runs into a drag queen. That is Keisha Carr. Wow. I know, crazy. I didn't know that. It's so crazy. But um, so Pixie's always been with these great, great performers. But the combination of them two, it's like full on Broadway, full on Manhattan drag, but like the best of the best. It's, sometimes the shows would go like two, three hours and it's really like supposed to be like an hour, hour and a half show. Mm-hmm. And it's just like pure joy. And she's such an integral part of that. I recently found out like she is why Monet is so good at dancing. Oh, God. I knew Monet being part of the Manhattan drag scene, she had to be better at dancing. But like it's because Pixie is a brilliant dancer and like she taught Monet everything she knows. And that really probably helped her win the crown. So 
Pixie is, oh my God, I can't believe she's not on yet. It, okay, so that's my like New York local. There's a million more. I can go on and on. But I'm, I'm actually like currently, I've, I'm very familiar with a lot of different drag scenes, but my current favorite, because I've just been visiting a lot, is um the Miami scene. Yes. And like, shout out to my home. <laughs> yeah. So Miami is, I, I've realized they have a lot of trans performers, which is brilliant. I mm-hmm. wish like, it was like that everywhere. Like yeah. just everyone could do it. But um, my favorites currently, because I, I go to Wigwood the past two years. I've been to Wigwood, which is like the Bushwig of Miami. And yes, it, it is. Yeah. And it started by Queef Latina, who used to be a Brooklyn queen, but she's originally from Miami, but mm-hmm. all that. So my three favorites in Miami currently are um Cat Wilderness. She's like, mm-hmm. she's a mini Ariana Grande. Love. She's, she's a trans woman and she's just fucking kills it every time. Like she is. She will put on a fucking show, and she just kills it. So definitely her. Then um, one of my personal favorites, just because I'm obsessed with Lana Del Rey, and this girl is so... I'm judging you right now, but continue. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, this girl is so, so beautiful, this queen. She's also a trans woman. Her name is um, Jackie J, and she performs in Fort La- Lauderdale and Miami sometimes, but more Fort Lauderdale. She's so beautiful, but she literally is what I imagined. Because I've seen Lana maybe one time in concert, but like not really. But um, she is what I imagine Lana Del Rey is in person and like at all times, and she is so stunning. Just a witch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's so so stunning and so beautiful, and she's gorgeous. And then my third pick would be um Miss Toto. Yes, Miss Toto is yeah. so talented. Which is funny because I think now she's currently in Chicago. I think she moved officially. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah, but she's she was the queen of Miami. She's a muscle queen. Like she's like a a bodybuilder by day and a drag queen by night and her performances but also her drag looks because she does a lot of like cosplay looks are like the best i've ever seen the fact that she's not on drag race yet blows my mind she was like the gag of this past um bushwig i feel like a lot what did she do in bushwig i forget the number but like i wasn't really paying attention i hadn't heard of her before bushwig oh really um but like she turned the stage like Everyone was gasping and, like, clapping. Like, she was crazy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she's so talented. Like, I definitely recommend going online and looking up Miss Toto's past performances. She's done Harriet Tubman. She, I, she did Gem in the Holograms. Like, full-on Garnet. Gem. Gem is my name. Yeah. And, um, like, her cosplays are just legendary. And, I like, I, I've talked to her about it. I'm like, how are you not on Drag Race yet? Like, she is made for that show. Um, I'm going to name a few people. Do it. Um. <laughs> They might not be as well known. That's fine. Um, but they're people that I think have real potential to do really well on Drag Race. And I'm going to throw some Drag Kings in there too. Cause oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fuck that. <laughs> no, no. Well, this is yeah. like anyone who like yeah, would people, not necessarily fit the Drag Race. People role. I think are talented and I want them to do well. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, my first girl is um, actually both from the same. Uh, the, the, they're both from the same party that I know them from. Um, the Oops Girls. Um, oh, at the wow. Rosemont, um, which is every Wednesday at like midnight to like probably six a.m. Honestly, um, <laughs> but um, Harajuku oh, and yes. West Dakota, um, oh, both are stunningly gorgeous, unreal. Uh, like beauty. Um, West, I love. Okay, <laughs> my favorite thing Wait, about yeah, my favorite thing about West was that she was recently in a Christmas commercial, yes. but just her lips were. Yes! she's like that's how iconic the she Katie is. Perry commercial <laughs> the Katie for Katie, Amazon. Yeah, um, she was the lips in that commercial, and I think that's hilarious. I call her the um Kylie, no, the Kendall Jenner of um drags. 
Oh, T. I could see that. Um, like, literally, she looks like Kendall Jenner to me. Um, but but prettier. They're prettier. both, like, fashion icons. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, and then Harajuku, um, she, I believe she makes almost all her looks. Or I know she, like, sews. Mm-hmm. And um, very talented personality, like, crazy. And, um, yeah, I could definitely see her on Drag Race one day. Um, maybe even taking home the crown. I knew about her before I moved here. She was, like, one of those names. Um mm-hmm. Like, just a social media queen, honestly. And the nicest girl ever. She is so Yeah, sweet. she's super sweet. She's so super sweet. approachable. Everybody at, um, at the Rosemont is really approachable, I believe. Um, my favorite drag king in the scene currently in Brooklyn is Max Pleasure. Yes! Um, that was actually the first performance I saw at Bushwig 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Rock Lobster. He did, like, this sci-fi sort of fantasy of, like, a boy turning into like a rock, like literally a rock monster. Um, and um, he had a partner on stage and they danced together. It was really cute. But um, yeah, super talented. Yeah, um, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing Max. You had the Max pleasure? I had the Max <laughs> pleasure of interviewing Max. And hopefully it'll be out very soon for work.com. Work. Such an interesting person. Oh yeah. my God. Um, super talented. I think so talented. he lives over here. Somewhere. And really sexy. I told Max this, so it's fine. Like I was like I am so attracted to you when you perform. Yeah, it's no, Max is just attractive. <laughs> like I'm just like, "Whoa." Good for him. Take 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 my panties now. <laughs> That's gross, Caitlin. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> when I'm here it's a Christian podcast. Okay, you you taking Christian symbology doesn't mean anything. I take Christians everywhere. <laughs> Christianmangle.com. Um, wink um and then my good judy and current reigning mrs bk um emmy great um she's been such a friend to me and um motherly in all the wrong ways Uh, she is not my mother people confuse that she is not my mother (laughs) i knew that um but she has acted motherly um she's like an auntie yeah she's an auntie she's definitely my drag auntie um she produces like three dozen shows constantly um she's out there she's killing it um if she ever gets on drag race i'm gonna host a viewing party and we're gonna be the emigrate hating club um (laughs) that's just the nature of our relationship um we just rag on each other um she helped me get nominated for the 2019 slammies for worst look (laughs) my good my best judy um i love helping her and um could definitely see her on drag race one day so hopefully that happens soon yeah, she'd be very interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's our favorites. Yeah, uh, I think we covered it. Yeah, we drained that puppy dry. Oh, they're everywhere. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, Drag Race should be run by us. We should be producing Oh, my it. God. But thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Um, if you have any comments or questions. I don't even know where they could find us. We didn't um, make any of that yet. <laughs> um, you can find us on our personal Instagram. Oh, yeah, let's follow us on our personal Stuff for now yeah um you can find me at at drag the martyr that's d-r-a-g-t-h-e-m-a-r-t-y-r on insta twitter which i don't use and facebook <laughs> um caitlin where the camera yeah uh, my the main way to contact me is just instagram because i live on it so i'm at c tepper which you could probably see on the list but it's c as in cat <laughs> And then Tepper is T E double P E R. Cute. Thanks. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, we concerns, don't want to hear them. We don't. But if you feel obligated, you can send them to my Hate email. Mail. 
<laughs> my hate mail at um, drag the martyr at gmail.com. Yeah. We love to hear something back. Oh my god. Oh my Do you god. think people care enough? No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I hope I just get DMs of dick pics, oh honestly. Oh my god. Can you DM? No, don't. I'm not. I don't want that. <laughs> I do, but <laughs> so with leaving on that, yeah. thanks for tuning in to <gasps> Wigging Out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Artwork for Wigging Out came from Glitter Baby Online. You can find them on Instagram at Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.